Thank you, Jashan, for the introduction. Firstly, I just want to say, where's the hype? I mean, like, it's the bloody grand final of the four-man wall right now. Um, we need some more hype on the intro, you know, but I, that's okay. I've packed the hype. I've had plenty of Diet Cokes and Pepsi backs to keep me floating tonight. And, yeah, I just want to say, um, ah, oh, damn, completely lost the train to Fort. Um, <laughs> Artichokey, here we go with the first episode of the Four Man Wall, Season 2, a podcast on Australian football slash soccer at its finest. We're keen to get back into it, lads. I'm your host, Jashan. Coming at you, just waiting for me ticket to Brisbane to get delayed. I'm sure it's going to happen. Uh, Rex Airlines, not the uh, finest outfit in the world, but we'll see how we go. And joining me from the always sunny eastern suburbs, he's fresh off his 100th holiday to the Goldie. It's Melbourne City mega fan Andy Gibson. Uh, thanks, Jashan. Beautiful welcome as always. And uh, yeah, it is actually sunny here uh, where I am today for lunch, which is nice and uh, very exciting to get uh, back into season two of the uh, the four man wall. So looking forward to it. And the third voice you're going to hear is that of a man. He's allegedly a bit of a pro on the short iron and actually has a plan to go to the Goldie later in the year. On Twitter, he's NPL player Oz Scopes, but here he is, Damon Sarah. Yeah, thanks, Jashan. It's great to be back uh, for the second instalment of the four-man wall, and uh, we've got a fair bit to get through today, uh, including some transfers and a preview at the uh, the Women's World Cup in Australia, which is starting in two days from now and probably tonight by the time it comes out, so really looking forward to uh, getting on to some football. That's it, mate. Starts literally tomorrow, the Women's World Cup here in Australia. We're all very excited for the Tillies to go all the way. We'll see how we go, but we'll get more into that later on. Let's get stuck into it. Abundance of transfers that have happened, Um, but first of all, what have we been doing this holiday season? We've had a few months off there, or maybe a couple months off, soccer's always happening. But uh, Andy, I'll start with you. What have you been up to for the past couple of months? Oh, mate, just uh, I thought I'd spend my off season up on the Gold Coast, as you mentioned in the intro there. You know, uh, yeah, down the casino. Yeah. Oh no, I didn't go to the casino. I'm not really a betting man, but um, <laughs> in, enjoy the sunshine uh, and the the rest and relaxation. Specifically, just to uh, get ready for season two of the Four Men Wall. You know, <laughs> had to get that get that rest in so I could come back uh, come back fresh and and. Um, yeah, get that pre-season so in. you've dedicated your entire off-season to warming up for this episode right here, right now. Correct, yeah. Even though the, the holiday was only uh, four days, <laughs> uh, it, was, uh, it was definitely worth it. i got to thank but you. Yeah, I think not much other than that, mate. New beauty. I think you've brought the sunny weather back with you because it is beautiful yeah, in Melbourne today. Right. Yeah, it's, yeah it's lovely. Thanks, I think Gibbo. I did. Oh, you're welcome, lads. Anything for you guys? <laughs> yeah, likewise, Andy, likewise. I really I think... needed it. It's been so sunny Definitely. that uh, Damo's become a bit of a golfer out there on the uh, on the green. Am I right? Yeah. Well, when there's nothing much else to do uh, in during winter, it's like you might as well just pick up a a new hobby or try and actually get decent at one of your existing existing ones. So that's been the uh, the plan for um, the last two months. And yeah, look, whether well, it's a beautiful day like it is today. Uh, you want to make the most of it and 
go out and get extremely annoyed at yourself on the uh, the Gulf Coast. The golf course. <laughs> oh, the, the, the Gold Coast. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <I'm>, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that what you'll be doing when you go yeah, up to the Goldie? You'll be whipping out the old driver. That's thinking about is the Gold Coast, so... <laughs> Not not gonna uh, brag, but uh, I might have inspired you there, Damo. Um, yeah. Look, I think it might have tipped me over the uh, the edge. I think seeing the uh, the pics of you on the Goldie just you know sent me <laughs> <laughs> sent you over the edge. Sent me yeah, over. Yeah. Oh, my pleasure. He's just there sunbaking in his little sultry style, just Andy. <laughs> Splayed out on the beach, looking gorgeous. I love mm. it. But <laughs> That's um, a stretch. <laughs> yes, we have so many transfers to get stuck into it. It would take us a whole day of recording to do every single one in depth. So we're gonna kind of mm, nail it down a little bit, condense it somewhat. Just gonna go around the room here, the proverbial room, and ask everyone their favourite transfer of this uh, of this season and their least favourite as well. So we'll just do it one by one. Andy, I'll start with you, mate. What's been your favourite kind of standout transfer? This could be a, an A-League team. This could be an Australian moving internationally, whatever. I don't mind. What mm. are your thoughts? Look, yeah, tricky one. There's been a lot to choose from, hasn't there? Um, look, if, if I'm looking at it objectively and uh, trying to take out any biases I might have, um, probably got to go with uh, Marco Tilio to Celtic, you know, like... Um, as a city fan, it's obviously very sad to lose him. He's he's been uh, incredible for us, but you know the fact that he's he's set the new uh, record uh, transfer transfer fee out of Australia. I think that's a massive achievement for him. And um, at uh, the ripe old age of twenty one, he's got his whole career ahead of him, and I can't wait to see what he does overseas. It's a fish. He's only twenty one. Jesus, I feel like he's been yeah, around forever. I know, it's hard to believe he's won four premiers plates in the A League. I believe. Not half bad. Not half bad. How much did he get sold for? About 1.7 million euros, which probably equates to about 2.5 million AUD. Jesus. Yeah, you that's could, massive, isn't it? You could buy a granny flat in Turak for that kind of money. <laughs> that's right. And, that's right. Or, a, yeah, just a one-bedroom apartment. Possibly <laughs> even... <laughs> Possibly a little, a little studio. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a, if you like. <laughs> a little recording studio. Maybe get yeah. ourselves a little uh, studio in Turak. Oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we... se- we'll send uh, Marco a message, see if he can uh, help us out there. <laughs> do you guys reckon Marco Tilio's got a bit of music about him? Do you reckon he plays an instrument? Absolutely not. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what gives you that idea? He's just not the type of person to play a musical instrument. <laughs> I mean, what, what, Jashan, what gives you the idea that he plays an well, instrument? We were talking musical studios. Maybe he's got himself a studio up in uh, oh. cold Scotland, you know. Like uh, Damo's been saying, you got to use the off-season to pick up a hobby. Maybe he's been playing the piano up there, you know. Maybe he's been playing the bagpipes. Exactly. <laughs> he's got the kilt on and everything. <laughs> yeah, he had to send a video to so... get selected. That's what yeah. got him over the line. Uh, I like this pick, Andy, but I'm, I've got to give you some. I've got to give you full disclosure here. I actually had this written down as one of my least favourite transfers. Really? Yeah, and I'll tell you why. Like the record fee is fantastic. Melbourne City getting greedy. You know, they they did they broke the record mm. with Boss and they broke it again with Tilio. Like calm yeah. down, boys. Unnecessary. <laughs> but I just don't think it's the right league for him. You know, Tilio's a, yeah. he's a light, soft boy, very skilled. But the the, the Celtic Celtic played in the Scottish Premier League, which is very physical. We've just seen Qual 
struggle over there. And I, I don't know. I think he's going to get banged up a little bit. I'm not sure. Well, I think he's got to get fit first. I'm pretty sure he's still injured. Not ideal. Uh, which is not great. I saw, I read for, uh, on a Celtic post the other day that he probably missed the first game of the season or their first um, cup game mm. at least. So, not the greatest start for him, uh, considering the last Australian who came from Melbourne City did his ACL in his first game. <laughs> um, yes. But hopefully, like... I think Marco Tilio is a bit more of an athlete than Daniel Arzani yep. is. Um, so I don't actually think he'll get knocked around as much okay. as mm. Leo Labada or anyone else who's done fairly well at Celtic since. So I actually don't mind him going to Celtic because obviously you've still got all the eyes and yep. of the bigger clubs watching. Yep. And, you know, even if he does have, like, a five-goal season or five-goal, five-assist season, um, I think that'll still do well for him. Mm. It'll endear him to the fans, and it'll Mm. get some eyes sort of onto him for his first season in Europe. And then after that, you know, he can really start to nail down a starting spot and start grabbing some more goals and more assists, and you never know where it can take you. Mm, sure. Yeah, I feel like he's um, obviously he's quite short, but um, I feel like uh, where he might lack in that physicality aspect, I think he might make up for it uh, with his pace, you know. Um, yeah, well, he's he, he doesn't come across as the sh- the weakest player though. Like no. he's quite he's he's very good at protecting the ball and um, yeah, he's getting his strong. body in between the player yeah. and the the ball. So uh, he is what you would call a fairly low center of gravity player. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, um, yeah it, it does take a fair bit to knock him off the ball. So I, I actually yeah. think he'll have no issues adapting to Scottish football. Oh, that's good. Okay. Be exciting to watch uh, what happens either way, won't it? Yeah, exactly. Great stuff. Yeah. And who knows, maybe you can follow in Andrew's footsteps. He goes over there, kills it at Celtic, and uh, winds up at Tottenham. You never providing... know. The, yeah, the, um, the news was is that Andrew Postecoglou was kind of looking at him anyway to come over right. to Celtic. So oh, yeah. I think they just kind of followed through with uh, nice. his um, yeah, recommendation. And I think Brendan Rodgers could actually enjoy having him as one of his uh, players. Oh, they've got Brendan Rodgers again, do they? Yeah. Fuck. All right. I don't mind that. I mean, Rodgers will do really well for the first couple of seasons, and then they'll get really shit in his third season if his history is anything to go by. So this is the right time to join a Brendan Rodgers team. All right. You haven't necessarily convinced me, lads, but I, I am, I'm going to be very following <laughs> the Tilio story very closely. I'm very excited. Um, Damo, I'll go to you, lad. What's been your favourite kind of transfer over the course well, of this period? I think... There's been a few. Uh, I think the Jordan Boss to Westerlo is mm. a really cool move. Uh, I think Nectarios Triantis to Sunderland is also Yeah, I knew, you, I knew I was going to like, it truly really goes cool Triantis. <laughs> but I think the most underrated move and probably the most bizarre has been Sam Silvera's move to Middlesbrough. How for a reported one and a half million 
AUD fee. Oh, really? How oh, good? Hmm. I, well, that's apparently what it is. Well, it, it's over a million. Okay. I think. Uh, transfer market has a question mark next to it, so... Yeah, exactly. But, but I, mm. I think that was a fairly substantial fee. Interesting. It's definitely a club record fee, so... Roston Griffiths transfer to Kazakhstan ages ago was $1.3 million. Mm. So they reckon it could have been more than that. Just a little bit more than that, so... Yeah, right, eh? If that's... Yeah, that's... Yeah, one and a half million. What What about um, the the Cumdog? What was his transfer fix? That would yeah, have been exactly. A so you never know as well. That could have been a million dollars too. Mm. It wouldn't have been I, cheaper. I'd say so. India's got plenty of money in Mohun. His market value online is, is reportedly around that 1.2 million. Yeah, I, um, I don't think he would have gone for that much. But, but um, um, yeah, I think no. even if it was a million dollars, like that's a lot of money for... Good for the club. For the club yep. to reinvest, yeah. and they've That's already awesome. started by bringing back Alo Quoll and yeah. Um, yeah. another Ying youngster, Reek. Jing Reek. Reek, okay. On loan from Aarhus. <laughs> Aarhus! <laughs> <laughs> so nice. they're really they're, they're making a start, and um, I can't wait to see what the Mariners do next season. And yeah, this has been great to see finally um, Australian clubs kind of holding out. Valuing yep. their players, yeah, definitely. more than in the past. Like even what was it? Like eight months ago. Yep. Mm. With Qual going to Newcastle for like four hundred k, that's nothing. That's yeah, peanuts. Yeah, the fact that Silvera's gone for more money than Garen Qual <laughs> is right. crazy. Exactly. If anyone would have said, told me mm. that, maybe as soon as the World Cup ended, would have been like get stuffed. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. strong language, mate. Steady on. This is a family-friendly podcast now. Get stuffed. Yeah, no, I'm being sarcastic. Pulling your legs. Yeah, I'm joshing your butt. I, I could joshing. have said any other words. <laughs> Don't get hung up on it, all right? Throw him off. I know I have. No, I've, no, I've no, completely no, 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 ruined no. it. It's, it's the first episode of the new season. So <laughs> Blowing off the cobwebs. Uh, it's going to take me a while to get back into the, the swing of things. Yeah, yeah. The, the chemistry will come back. No, I love that move as well. And obviously, uh, Tommy Glover went to Middlesbrough yeah. too. So you got a yeah, he did too. bit of an Aussie Holy yeah. Trinity there yeah, with McGree, McGree, Glover and, and Silvera. So. Really cool. It's a great trio there. I know. I won that. I, fear, I I believe that Spurs will become a lot of Aussies' favourite kind of... And that's going to be my favourite transfer of the off-season is, is Ange Postecoglou oh, going to Tottenham. Oh, yeah. I know it's an easy one, but it's very exciting. But I reckon Middlesbrough will be most Aussies' second favourite team to follow next yeah, this yeah, season yeah. With, those, with those three guys kind of over there. But just on Ange, obviously, like, no Australian coach has kind of reached these heights before. Um, he's won trophies in Australia, he's won trophies in Japan, he's won trophies in Scotland, and now he goes to Tottenham, obviously very famous for not winning trophies, I Spurs. <laughs> so if he can get a trophy there, he's he's officially goated. But, like, it's just, it's fucking awesome to see um, an Aussie guy, like, take the reins of a, a club that, what, a couple of yeah, years ago absolutely. were in the Champions League final, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's exactly right, yeah. Um, and I just, like, obviously a lot hinges on whether Kane leaves and whether Son leaves, but so far they're still there. And nah, they're not leaving. It, it, it's looking like it. It's looking quite possibly like... They wouldn't have, surely they wouldn't have come all the way to Perth yeah. if they were going to leave. That's a fair shout. 
That's, you do um, see a lot of these transfers when 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 teams travel. Like essentially, the guys who were supposed to leave just don't travel with them. Right. So there, there's a good last sign. Last year, I think Manchester United came, and I can't remember who. There was someone who was on the verge of leaving, or just Ronaldo. It might have been Ronaldo. Mm. But I don't, I'm not sure if he came or not. I don't think he did. I think there was a bit, there was a bit of a brouhaha yeah, around yeah. Manchester United at that coming stage, through. True. Yep. I think there are a few so, players who didn't come. Yeah, a bit odd. But um, I really hope that Kane does stay because, I mean, he's guaranteed to score 20-plus goals. And um, especially with Ange's system, that could turn into 40. That's it. This the th- he plays such free-flowing, like, positive attacking football, like... With the guys they've got in there, you know, we, we could see Spurs getting in, banging in three goals a game, like, easy. It could be awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, um, with Madison as a signing as well, like, he's Madison, the perfect Ange player. But I think, did you guys watch the game last night? No, I, I didn't watch it, unfortunately. No, I didn't watch against West Ham. No. Is it a friendly? It, was, um, it? It, it didn't start off the best, as is always the... The way with Ange never really tends to get off to a flyer. I'm pretty sure against um with, with Celtic, I think his first friendly was against West Ham too. He's yeah, always fucking West and, Ham, and he lost. So West Ham's never a good team to play for Ange when he <laughs> yeah, <first laughs> gets there. But he's they had 30, 32 shots, thirteen on target, exactly. and seventy three percent possession. Yeah, um, and I think mm. a lot of the sane Tottenham supporters actually realised that they were playing some really good football. Um, you could see the, the plans starting to... Um, the players starting to implement the plans um, that mm. Ange likes to to go with. And um, it was actually funny, like someone mentioned it, that in the first half they weren't really playing too well because a lot of the players that were playing hadn't really been there long enough for Ange's kind of... Um, formulas to embed whereas in the second half with more of the the second string players he was working with more of those guys for a bit more time and they tended tended to uh play with a little bit more um forward thrust and a little bit more um of that uh ange uh tm uh, um ange ball tm uh ball movement and everyone noticed that like they were unplayable, and they they came back to two all, and then Davinson Sanchez and just being useless <laughs> footballer, <laughs> pretty much gave yeah, um, West Ham Shemaka. the lead um, through Skamaka, and um, yeah. He made 11 substitutions. That's that's the yeah. way to do a friendly. Yeah. Good stuff. We saw Raw Salona. Can we see Spur Salona? Oh, I'm so <laughs> excited. Get stuck into it, boys. All right, we've done some positive stuff. I want to do some negative stuff oh, now. Oh, geez, bounce it out. We'll run it serpentine. So if Ange is my favourite, I'll do my least favourite. I've already mentioned Tilio, but I, I won't go too far into that again. I will keep it on the Melbourne City train, though. Okay. So, obviously, okay. Melbourne City have lost pretty much their entire central midfield. We've got yeah. O'Neill going to Belgium, which is awesome. Love that. Oh, okay. Jamison's retired. I'll see where this is going. Gamulka's gone to Brisbane. Valon Barisha's left. And Richie van der Ven has left as well. These are all guns. Yeah. 
absolute stars. Um, they've replaced them with Tolgay Arslan, which is great. He's a, he's a pro. He's an absolute vet. He'll slot in, do a job. They've also replaced them with Terry Antonis, famously injury-prone, mm. and basically didn't play all season for Western Sydney. And Steven Yugarkovich, who is a solid guy, but not, like, on the level, I'd say, of a Barisha, RBV, etc. He's, like, a solid, solid guy. Not amazing. So I just think they've lost a lot in that engine room, and they haven't done a good enough job of replacing it. I don't know if you boys agree or not. Yeah, I, I agree with you there, Jashan. It's, uh, it definitely feels like um, they've, they've downgraded a bit in the, uh, the midfield stocks, um, which is, is what happens when you, you know, you're... A strong team in the A League, and you develop players and bring in all this talent. Then they're, they're never going to stick around forever. But um, yeah, haven't definitely haven't been blown away with uh, who they who they've brought in so far. So hopefully we uh, see some more strong transfers coming in soon. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, definitely going to be a very different team uh, next it year. It will be a very different team. But like, I just don't know. Like, where's that kind of? Like, Arslan is a defensive guy. Yugarkovic is, is a defensive guy. Where's the attacking thrust going to come from that midfield unit? Mm, it's hard to see. You can't just rely on your wingers to do the job every... Especially, like, Lecky's older, Naboot is older. Mm. I just... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I still feel like those two have a lot to, to offer and have a lot of good football in front of them. But, yeah, obviously they are closer to the, uh, the ends of their careers than the start, so... And uh, regardless of that, you don't want to be relying on just two players anyway, so... Yeah, hopefully uh, some of those players we've brought in, uh, you know, can prove us wrong. Maybe this is finally the season that Melbourne City don't actually win the Premiership. Like, <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. I hope you're wrong, but... <laughs> maybe. All right, what about you, Damo? Give give me a least favourite transfer to, to, to touch on. <sighs> well, you know, one of my pet peeves with the uh, A-League is the, the so-called recycling <laughs> of players... Oh, mate. And much along the lines of Terry Antonis, which was my second least favourite transfer. Yikes. Huge. <laughs> We're playing the A-League bingo. A-League bingo. Okay. <laughs> and Josh Berlante is one... <laughs> no, I think he's like three or four. Um, he, he will have played for both. Little stamps away from completing the bingo. I think but, yeah, um, Berlante's yes. played for CD Victory and then the two... Sydney teams as well. Wanderers and, and Sydney. Newcastle too. Oh, Newcastle too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah, look. Josh Belante to Western Sydney Wanderers. Uh, Got to be up there with one of the least exciting or invigorating transfers of the season so far. So and, far. And um, it just... I don't know, like... Josh Belante on his day, he's a very serviceable player. But we've seen enough of Josh Belante. <laughs> he's been around for like 14 years. <laughs> he's got a great beard. <sighs> he's got a great beard. But that's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> oh, that's not enough. And unfortunately, like I, I generally think he he could have been a great player back in the day, but he, he's just... He's been a fairly physically fit player. He's never had major, really major injuries. But, um, yeah, I don't know. It just hasn't clicked for him, and he still keeps on getting gigs. Mm. And that's the most annoying part. He's 30 years of age now. Um, 
surely someone in the Western Sydney Wanderers Academy can, you know, do a bit of a job there. And it's just more exciting having fresh faces playing. And mm. everyone seems to be getting excited about all these transfers, outbound transfers, and there's little wonder why, because it's exciting to see new faces going to test themselves overseas, yeah, and fresh new faces emerging at home. It's that's the whole ecosystem of a football system. Yeah, I love the eco. We got We can't go on a, a four-man war episode without chatting ecosystem. I love it. <laughs> Damn straight, as we should. It's also especially like, I do think in a certain way he is kind of a Marco Rodan player, just like grit, more yeah, grit yeah, than skill. There's no doubt that he can definitely do a job there. But he could have easily gone overseas and tested himself somewhere else. But he's just he's hardly he's too he's, comfortable. And yeah, that's he's what, hardly the quality of Morgan Schneiderlin as well. And that's the thing that annoys me the most is that players who play. In Australia, and it's 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 really not something that they should be um, roasted about or um, seen down upon. But you should be aiming to go overseas and test yourselves against the best at the best possible level. You think, but kind of sitting down and being comfortable in your surrounding, it's just not going to get you anywhere. And I think people will think that, you, oh, you might be a little bit lazy or you might not have the ambition to go any further and you might just think, he's not really going to want to improve us. He's not going to want to do the extras to make us the best team possible and end up getting a, you know, a, a, a better move for himself and rewarding himself. So that's the kind of thing that just annoys me, but um, obviously you, you got to do what you got to do to make a living, and clearly, Brillante <laughs> thinks that uh, Australia is just the best country in the world, <laughs> and uh, he's had his experience over in Italy. <laughs> yes, he has. Go too well, so. Uh, um, oh God. He said, "Nah, stop that. I'm staying in Australia for the rest of my career." Yeah, Western Sydney are one of the teams who haven't necessarily inspired me with their transfers so far. It's also rumoured that Nillenhoff will be going to heart. Yes. Uh, which, um, which is great. To my top five transfers. Of the... Yeah. Actually, no, top ten transfers. I, I actually don't know if I... If, if that goes that. ahead, uh, how many Aussies will we have uh, playing in the Scottish Premier League? I know, right? How good? Well, Aussie Premier League. <laughs> Bayich could be off. Bayich could be off. Because he doesn't want to play in the championship. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's um. It's well, good. you get you'll get to play with Robert Snodgrass, which is always good fun. <laughs> nice. Cammy Devlin, obviously, and all that's the boys. it. Yes, yeah. Devlin and Newenhoff, the little pivot there at Hearts could be lots of fun. We'll see how that plays out. But Andy, give me your least favourite um, transfer here. Yeah, well, I'm going to go down a similar path to Demo with this one uh, on the, the theme of recycling in the A-League. Um, I've gone for uh, Adama Traore back to victory for this one. Um, mm. Nothing against Very Traore, but uh, this will be his third stint uh, at victory now. <laughs> and, um, That's crazy. I know. Absolutely mental. 
It is crazy. Um, and I just it shouldn't happen, eh? No, you wouldn't have thought so. Three three stints at a club. Uh, I don't know, especially with where Victory's at at the moment. Like, I, I don't think it's the best move for him personally, and I don't feel like it's the best move for the club either. Um, you know, we we all know the the Nani experiment didn't work, so obviously they're, they're probably not going to go down that path again with the the big name overseas player that's sort of passed it. But I feel like they've gone too far in the other direction, and they're they've gone. Uh, you know, uh, Traore has been around a long time, and probably starting to get a bit a uh, little bit past it now. Um, he's what, 33 now, and um, I feel like yeah, victory with where they're at at the moment. They probably need to be looking more towards uh, the youth, which they have a bit. They've made a few signings from their I academy. Think, yeah. Um, Franco Lino played in yep. the uh, the Australia Cup two nights ago and did very well um, at left back. So he's obviously seen as the, uh, the incumbent left back at Melbourne Victory. Yep. And I think a lot of fans have kind of pressured the club into um, making him or giving him some game time because he played really well in the uh, Young Socceroos tour of uh, Portugal last month. So, Okay. Well, essentially, you've got to replace Cadete, obviously. I guess Traore is going to be the vet who gets soaks up most of the minutes, but then hopefully they give Frank Olino a bit of a chance as well. They've also promoted Josh and Sarah and Jordi Valadon into their senior side from their under-21 side. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see if those boys get Yeah, go. hopefully um, develop and those, those boys a bit and make them into strong players and get them a move overseas. One day, that's the goal, I guess. That's, that's it. That's the All whole right. goal of the league, isn't Indeed. it? Indeed. Yeah, that's it. Making this money, baby. Just feeding off of the Scottish Premiership. <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, we'll do another round because we're, we're making some pretty good time here. So just... Uh, go give me a fave and give me a least fave, and we'll run through these nice oh, and quick. Oh, jeez. All right. Um... If you've got them, no stress either way. Yes, maybe uh, maybe come back to me. I only had one of each prepared, but... Well, that's I'll, right. go. I'll go with one that is a uh, overseas-to-overseas transfer. Mm-hmm. Ooh! Christian Volpato to Sassuolo. Sassuolo! I like this. All right, go on then. Talk me through it. Is this fave or least fave? This is my favourite. One of my favourites, top five. Um, incredible opportunity for um, Christian to play Serie A next season. Thank you. Uh, <coughs> and... For a record Australian transfer, no less, of eight and a half million euros, I think. It is a lot of cash, which makes him obviously the most expensive Australian ever. Whether he's Australian or not, uh, up to be up, up Actually, to debate. No, that may be wrong. I think Aaron Moy. <laughs> oh yeah. Or no, Harry Suter is still. Yeah, be Suter. Yeah. Suter is still the um the record, but uh, nonetheless, top five. And it's just a great opportunity for him to get some game time at a very, very good um, youth-orientated uh, club. And Surely starting. Surely. Well, you'd think so. And he, I think he started in their first preseason game where they won against a 
amateur side twenty two nil. Surprisingly, he didn't get on the score sheet though. Oh no, twenty two goals and didn't get on the score sheet. Um, which is Any actually assist? a bit of a. I'm not sure. It's a. It's still a bit of a. Not the best sign. Um, considering you're an attacking player, but nonetheless, started the game, which is always a good indication that um, you could be in the manager's uh, thoughts for the first, um, the starting 11 in the first round. So, yeah, really cool uh, transfer, and you never know, you could end up back at Roma in two years' time as a 30 mil signing, so... And in that case, may even end up getting called up to the Italian national team. But hopefully before that, he's already a uh, soccer root. Look at Damo here, coming through with the pronunciations yeah. today. The Serie A, Roma. Very, very nice. Do you have a cheeky... <laughs> yeah, no, he's been practicing his golf and he's been practicing his Italian pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> he's just ready to go. Ready and raring to go. It's olive season after all, is, yes, it, is it not? That's right. Yeah. yeah, well... I should have been picked, but they, uh, yeah. <laughs> Go and pick your olives, boys. Get out there. Have a little look-see on your calamatas. And um, <laughs> you have a least favourite for me as well, or, or should I step in here? So this one here, we kind of touched on it at the start of the uh, the episode, or before we started recording. I think it, it's actually not a bad transfer for... <laughs> The person in 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 his uh, personal, I suppose, life. I think it's a great yeah. opportunity for him. So my one of my least favorite transfers is kind of paying to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> right there, it is. Uh, yeah, the big money move. Essentially, for like, it's yeah, great yeah. for him and obviously his family, but uh, I just don't see him getting much play time. I mean, I think it's the second. I think it's the second division. Okay. But um, they've got all the money in the world, (laughs) regardless of if it's in the (laughs) second division. And they've decided that they want Connor Payne from Western United. (laughs) Great set of circumstances for himself. But uh, yeah, not sure if that'll work out for him or not. I mean, they've done a good job of replacing it with Daniel Pena. Absolutely, so, which is probably mm. one of my favourite transfers of the A-League season. Yeah. Um, inbound. But you, you just don't think Conor Payne will actually... I mean, he's going to collect the bag. No he will what. collect the bag, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but That's, much yeah. like um, Jota from uh, Celtic, it's uh, yeah, a bit of a weird move. It was definitely surprising to see Conor Payne heading over there to, to sweet Saudi yeah. Arabia, but well, maybe maybe he'll impress and he'll replace Ronaldo. Maybe, maybe he'll get a transfer and get even more of a big bag. <laughs> it's all it's all about the bag, all right? It's, it's a bag-based podcast. We're about stacking that sweet cheddar, stacking that panini. Right, I like stacking that one. Um <laughs> I'll, I'll come through with mine, and then we'll go back to Daya, to Andy, and then we'll finish up on the Women's World Cup. Jesus. So just quick, uh, another another favourite one for me, going to be Hayley Rasso, the Brisbane girl, oh, absolute oh, legend. Nice. One of the stars of the Women's, well, hopefully will be one of the stars of the Women's World Cup. We'll, we'll see when the actual games start, but she's gone off to Real Madrid. Not bad. It's not a not bad, bad place to head to. <laughs> it's not, not bad. Uh, very exciting stuff. 
Uh, hopefully she can put the world on notice as to what us Queenslanders are all about there and put, some, put together some nice performances and, uh, yeah, just, just really smash it out over there in, in La Liga uh, F. But, um, you know, time will tell, of course. And then on the opposite side of things, another winger, but um, yeah, a different kind of winger. I've got Daniel Arzani written down here ah, as one of my yes. favourite transfers. Talk about um, recycling players. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Back this time last year, old mate Nick was predicting Arzani to get the uh, Johnny Warren medal. Obviously, yeah, he was too. Didn't didn't quite happen, unfortunately. But now he gets his chance at victory. He's gone from Macarthur to victory. He didn't really impress for Macarthur a whole lot. I think it's fair to say. Obviously, injury problems didn't help either. But he, wa- I don't know he was good. Necessarily. Like he was. Yeah. Essentially, he was the most effective attacking player in the league whilst he was playing for MacArthur. He, he, but he was out of the team by the end of the exactly. season. He wasn't getting he game was just time. too injury prone. Mm. And that's been his biggest concern as a uh, professional footballer is keeping himself fit. Yeah. And obviously the whole MacArthur being run like a Mickey Mouse setup. <laughs> uh, <laughs> obviously Pump didn't team. help. Pub team, yeah. Um, but I think being at victory, a little bit more professionalism, a little bit. Yeah, I mean, more eyes. There'll, there'll be more spe- like scrutiny over his performances, right. which I don't think is good. Because I think he's a guy who. But needs I think to he needs. I think he needs that pressure to perform. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Well, ho- hopefully yeah, it works out for him because he's obviously a guy with all the talent. But I don't Absolutely. know if victory is the place to do it. I want to see them play Volupale. I want to see Volupale do put well, some time in. Yeah, Volupale played really well the other night against. Newcastle. That's the one. <laughs> and uh, pretty much got them back into the game. So yeah, look. Obviously, it's not a bad thing. You've got Volupale, Arzani, Economides, um, Falami. Who I don't really rate anymore. <laughs> hey, that's a Socceroo. Yeah, I know. Right, ben it, it could be one of the worst Socceroo uh, <laughs> performances of all time. Jesus. Uh, yeah, but yeah. This guy's just not big on, on Ben Falami. Uh, uh, yeah, I think he might be past his time at the victory. And <laughs> But we'll just wait and see. It is only pre season. Yes, this is all very true. Um, Andy, do you have any more for me, or shall we move on? Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll give it a crack. Another one I liked uh, to see was Alu Quoll coming back home. Still only 21, I think, so um, gives him a chance to, you know, sort of build into some form and develop himself a bit more and hopefully have, a, have another crack overseas again down the track. Hey, uh, Aaron Moy, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, similar Come back. To, to, to Aaron Moy. Kind exactly. of springboard That's it what I'm hoping for. back and... See how you go? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, he's got time on his side, uh, of course. And, and um, There you go. Yeah, Keep going. Go. Oh, I was just saying, yeah, good good to have him back at the uh, at the Mariners as well, where, where it all began for him. And, um, yeah, no, it's good for the for the club, and uh, hopefully it'll be good for him as well. I was just going to say, like, um, it's good that he kind of pulled the pin on the Germany experiment early. Um, there's been bloody incredible amount of evidence there that going to Germany at an early stage in your career as an Aussie does not really mm. 
work out well in the end. We've seen that with Ben Halloran, Ben Halloran, Thea Harris, even yeah, Jacob Italiano, who's still over there, not doing much. That he that Qualls pulled the pin early. He's thought, well, I did well in my first season. Kind of stuck between the reserves and the senior team. Mm. And now I need to go and play football. And that's the most important thing. And um, yeah. yeah, really happy that he's managed to secure a return to the A-League. And hopefully he can go back as a very much concrete first-team player. Love it. And he should, in theory, be uh, up there for the starting striker role with Cum Dog gone, so he, he should Absolutely. get plenty of game time. I, I think mm. he is the Cum Dog replacement. Fuck it's yeah. Good timing. All right. Um, do you have a least favourite for us, Andy, or, um, or no? I, j- just looking through, I, I saw one um, I didn't particularly like. Uh, Jordan yeah. Holmes uh, leaving Brisbane Raw. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, bit, of a, bit of a demotion for him. Uh, no, like... it's not. It's an upgrade oh, because that gone. man, <laughs> that man, has gone to the Rochdale Rovers, also <laughs> known as the Premier. Well, not the Premier, but the Croatian club that my family used to go to up in Brisbane. Oh, All right, really? this is a this is a great club. And look, let's be honest, Holmes not really good enough for the A League. So now he'll get a chance to show up and show out in the NPLQ. Uh, I actually <laughs> thought he wasn't too bad. Like he was no, definitely uh, better than. Um, Bloody freak. Macklin freak, yes. And he's oh, yeah. no worse than Matt Acton. That's right, we no, replaced no, him with right. Matt Acton. Yeah, so that was an interesting That's just a bit take, odd, isn't it? It's a very odd goalkeeping situation that bloody Ross Eloise has got going on over there. <laughs> Maybe he's got some Croatian friends, you know, he wanted to hang out and get some Sardama. You know what I mean? Get some Chavapis into him. The, the Chavapis. Fair enough. enough. My grandma might be stuff. making dinners for him soon. You never know. <laughs> You'll come home to visit and Jordan Holmes yeah, will be sitting at Jordan the Jordan table. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, I love it. I think that'll wrap up our transfer talk. We could keep going. We could talk uh Roman to MacArthur. We could talk Kashini Yangi over there going to England. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Portsmouth. Yeah, we could talk transfers all day. But there is a Women's World Cup literally about to start tomorrow, lads. So we've got to start talking about World Cup action. Yes. Far out. And um, we've got a bit of a, a guest coming in for this one. Uh, hold on. Let me just shoot him a message. Here we go, on now. Let's see how quickly this man responds. Obviously, a friend of the show, Matthew Hume, he comes on a lot, and he likes women's football a lot. As um, do all uh, of us. Yes, yes, but it's probably fair to say that neither of us are particularly experts no. in the field. You know, we'll, we'll give our two cents, obviously, break it all down. Oh, wow. But this is the... Me- there he is. Good oh, reaction. He's oh, here. He is ready to go. Unbelievable. <laughs> he's been uh, chomping at the bit. He, he, he was, he was messaging me like, hurry up, let's go, come on, I'm ready, I'm ready to get stuck into it. I can neither confirm nor deny said accusations. <laughs> nah, I've got the screenshots, <laughs> the mate, I can't, you, man. you can't deny anything, alright? Is he um, ready to yes. go though? Is he absolutely yeah. on the on the ball? <laughs> he is on the I'm ball. I'm on the ball as I believe I can be. <laughs> Haiti is winning the World Cup, you've heard it here first. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. We're going to get started with our Women's World Cup preview with a, with a quick split the wall, all right? Play the music. Good stuff. It's a 
simple segment. We've got 60 seconds. We're going to argue a, a question. I flipped my coin. It's gone tails. So, Damo, you're going to get started. It will be Damo versus uh, Andy for this one. Matthew, when, when, you're going to play the when role did we, of... Uh, when did we call Thank God I was tail. not at all prepared for anything like this. I'm very glad I'm um, yeah. No way, shape, or form prepared it's for any It's a simple question. It's fine. You guys will be right. Just speak yeah, from the heart. It'll be right. okay. Matt, yeah. Matt's going to be the expert analysis. You're going to be the judge. You're going to pick who gets the win here. So the question is very simply, will the Matildas win the World Cup, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, Damo, which side of the argument do you want to uh, uh, choose here? Obviously, I am going with full faith. Okay. And uh, we are winning the World Cup. All right. Do you feel like you've got an argument ready for it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, he says. All right. We're ready and raring to go. So, 60 seconds you've got. I'll set the timer up. Okie dokie. 3, 2, 1, and hit it. Well, the Australian women's football team are going to win the 2023 Women's World Cup held in Australia and New Zealand because the games are being held in Australia and New Zealand. It is as easy as that. We have the best female strikers in the world. Mm-hmm. and Arguably just the best striker in the world. We have the best football. striker in the world. Possibly even on FIFA too, mm. considering now you can play as both men's and women's on Ultimate Team. So Sam Kerr will be in everyone's Ultimate Team. And because of that, we are winning the World Cup. We have <laughs> incredible pace up front with Ford and Vine. And mm-hmm. Tony Gustavston's non-existent game plan just means it's complete hecticness <laughs> from the first minute until the 90th minute. And that is what is going to win us the World Cup. Just pure anarchy in the front third. That's time, that's time, that's time, that's time. <laughs> Damo going with the bold strategy of completely roasting the head coach of the team he is voting to win the World Cup. Um, well, that's literally all I can think of because when I was watching the game against France the other night, there was no game plan there apart from just get it to the front three or four yeah, and just hope... Plan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Game plan. <laughs> it worked. All right. Um, Andy, you've got to argue the opposite, all right? So you're going to be very un-Australian for this, this one. Yeah, this hurts my soul. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Andy. I had to do it to you because I know... Mm. There's a window of opportunity Someone here to do Andy. it. Let's hear it. Look, I just want to say no, to the listeners, Andy. feel free to hit the mute button from now <laughs> into, uh, for the next 60 seconds. <laughs> uh, three, two, one. Go, Andy. Alright, I'm here to argue why the Matildas are not winning this World Cup, unfortunately. Um, I'll, I'll put it simply, one word, USA. USA is going to be too strong for the Matildas to win this World Cup. They might go deep into the tournament, but I can't see us getting past the USA, and I'll tell you why. Uh, they've won their last nine games by an aggregate of 21-2, to two, so that's, uh, that's very impressive. Um, the Matildas are currently ranked 10th in the world, which is good, but it's not uh, World Cup winning good. And uh, the USA, they've won the last two World World Cups, so um, I just think their, their team is uh, just a bit too strong for ours. Um, Rapino, you know, enough said. It's her last World Cup. She's retiring after this. The team's going to want to get it done for her. And, um, yeah, as nice as it would be for the Matildas to win... Um, I think the USA is just going to be too good again. Perfect time, brother. Very nicely done. Just put it like in that pocket. Jeez. Clean as a whistle. Thank you. 
Alright, uh, well there you go Matthew, those are the two arguments. We've got one man basically citing FIFA and a shitty coach, and the other one just kind of sucking the dick of the USA <laughs> national team. Um, <laughs> do we have a winner, Matthew? What, yeah, well, what do you look, think? look, halfway through, I thought there was a real window here for Gibbo, because <laughs> Damo's argument was, it's in Australia. Mm-hmm. Now, I think we're a chance of winning this World Cup, but it's not because it's in Australia. So, weak argument there. If Gibbo had deconstructed the flaws in the Australian women's national team, I would have copped it. But his argument is, we can't beat the USA. And in the way I see the World Cup, we're never going to have to play the USA. So, that's irrelevant. So, I'm giving it to Damo. Just, uh, I think it's in Australia it's is better anarchy. than we can't beat the USA. Because we're not going to play the USA. It's as simple as that. Even in the final... They're not making the final. We'll get to that later. <laughs> We're not playing the, we don't have to play the USA to win this World Cup, so it doesn't matter. Well, mate, right, there opinion. it is. <laughs> <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. The Matildas are winning the World Cup courtesy of a non-existent game plan and complete anarchy. All right. <laughs> I like it. And that brings us to the actual tournament in and of itself. Um, there's a lot to talk about, obviously. But I think... Uh, before we get to the tournament proper, we did just have a friendly a couple of days ago against France. Yeah, against France, where we had no game plan. And got the win. And got the win. 1-0. Uh, Damo, you watched but it. that Andy. is the game plan. <laughs> Andy, you watched it, obviously. I did watch it, yeah, I was there. Yeah, you were there. How was the atmosphere? It was great. The atmosphere was awesome. Uh, sold out Marvel Stadium, just over 50,000 mm. people there. A sea of uh, green and gold. And geez, every time uh, the Matildas were you know, making a play on goal... The noise was just incredible. Um, mm. I was, yeah, very impressed with the atmosphere and it made me even more excited uh, for this World Cup on home soil. So looking forward to seeing some even bigger crowds uh, at our group stage games and hopefully beyond. Yeah, the um, <clears throat> good to see Amy Park get sold out for the first time in what feels like forever. Yeah. the A-League not quite getting there every now and again, but it, it's good. You can feel, you can feel, there's a certain sense of excitement around the, around the nation right now. Obviously, hosting a World Cup is no small deal, so it's, it's pretty major. Oh, get on, all right? We'll be going to a few games ourselves. Um, this, Definitely. was it this Saturday? We're going to see England-Haiti, Matthew? We sure are. Uh, no. Yes, and the Thursday after, we're seeing Australia play... The Republic of Ireland in what will be a crucial game for us to get through the group. We'll start there. Obviously, the Tillys group, we've got ourselves, Canada, Ireland, and Nigeria. Um, should get through. Obviously, Canada is the big one. Um, but also, Ireland are 22nd in the world, Nigeria are 40th. Is oh, there any yeah. uh, concern from you boys that we might not be able to get it done and get out of this group stage? I'll start with you, Matt, as the new voice of reason. Uh, no, I'm I'm pretty supremely confident. I think it's just, mm. it should really boil down to who tops the group out of us and Canada. Uh, and then obviously from there, for just reasons of progressing in the tournament, would be nice if we could get that victory over Canada to top the group. Selfishly, I'm actually looking for the Matildas to finish second because it means they play in the round of 16 game that I am attending, hopefully against England. Um, but either way, I think if we make the knockout stages, we can progress beyond there. So I think we'll make it through pretty comfortably. It's just a who tops the group between us and Canada. Okay. So no no worries that you know Republic of Ireland obviously playing in their first World Cup. They've got nothing to lose, everything to gain. They might come out and surprise us. Look, 
it's it's a World Cup, as we all know, anything can happen. But we sort of saw this and discussed this in previous podcasts for the Men's World Cup. That danger, let's say that danger game is, is you know, game one. Um, yes. Our first game is Nigeria. And that, that could, obviously that could go absolutely, you know, tits up for us. But in theory, that is our most comfortable game. They're the lowest ranked team in our group. The form we're in, I'd feel relatively confident we can see off Nigeria in front of what should be a rampant home crowd down in Melbourne. Mm. Um, and I think we're settled in. We should be okay against Ireland. Again, it's all just down to that match against Canada. Yes, indeed. Should be an absolute banger. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty happy to go along with that. I don't know if I'm supremely confident. That's a lot of confidence, mate. That's, that's 12 out of 10 would confident again, but... Uh, definitely feeling positive. Obviously, beating France helps to kind of ease a few of the nerves, and it's fair to say that the Tillies have been somewhat settled recently. Um, you know, Gustafsson, he might not have a game plan, but he does have a fair idea of his starting 11, it feels like. And obviously, you know, with Rasso and, and Vine and these kind of guys, like, there's a lot of... Ta- well, gals, doesn't matter. There's a lot of really talented players in that squad, and we should be able to get through without a shadow of a doubt. All right. Um, it's focusing more on the, on the Tillies, and before we get into the tournament as a whole, who is the key player? And I'll go, each of every one of you can give you your answer. Obviously, I'm, I'm ruling out Sam Kerr here, because we all know who Sam Kerr is and how, how good she is. Damo, I'll start with you. Who's Sam Kerr? Yeah, I'd never heard of her. Like, <laughs> is, she, is she related to that former AFL player, Daniel, was it Daniel Kerr? <laughs> Daniel Kerr. I don't know. <laughs> her, brother, her brother is a former West Coast player. Oh. I can't remember what his first name is. Yeah, Daniel Kerr is right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, that's her brother. No shit, that's really? kind of sick. Yep. You did not know yeah, that. that's her brother. Not bad. It's like the first thing I've, I knew about her. Daniel Kerr was a good player too. Like he yeah, was an all Australian kind of guy, handy, handy fellow. Very good player. But yes, all right, Damo, give me a key Tilly uh, ahead of this World Cup who is not named Sam Kerr. I think he can't go past Alana Kennedy. Mm. I think um, definitely need all of her experience at down back and. She's always uh, kind of gotten us out of some pretty dodgy situations sometimes. So we tend to get ourselves into dodgy situations more often than not. Mm-hmm. But um, hopefully uh, just that little bit more experience and uh, with the home crowd support, um, hopefully um, you know that things can go a little bit more smoothly down back. But um, yeah, I think Alana Kennedy definitely... Um, will be a key player for us uh, during the competition. Yeah, beauty. I like that. I like that shout. Uh, what about yourself there, Gibbo? Um, yeah, there's, a, there's a few you could choose from, isn't there? Um, probably going to go Caitlin Ford. I think. Mm, I um, like that shout. That's a good call. Yeah, she showed some... Um, underrated. Yeah, underrated. She's one, one of those players that the opposition will kind of forget about. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, obviously, most of the opposition attention is going to go to to Sam Kerr up forward. Yeah. So, uh, you know, if they're going to be focusing to try and take her out of the game, and that uh, will hopefully leave the door open for Caitlin Ford a bit, and uh, obviously the other forwards. Um, so yeah, I reckon she's one to watch for sure. That. Uh, what about yourself, there, Hume? 
Um, oh, I mean, there's a lot of names we could throw out. Both of those two, definitely on my list. A few others, I think, but obviously the likes of Mackenzie Carpenter, Steph Catley, um, Emily Van Egmond, Hayley Rasso. Uh, but I've got I've got two names who I think really could be the big ones. If Australia goes deep in this tournament, I think it could be on the back of them. Uh, just very quickly, Katrina Gorry mm-hmm. um, can be hit and miss at times, but when she's she, on, yeah, very on, she's an absolute at her best she's genuinely like very few can match her if she's on for this tournament she can be pivotal but the big big name i think i want to focus on is mary fowler um second world cup for her she was she was 16 um in the last one i can't think what the last world cup was yeah but um yeah, 2019. So she was a 16-year-old there at her first World Cup. So she's 20 now, only 20. Um, growing further and further into her role in the team. For mine, right now, she's probably the most likely player in the national setup to succeed Sam Kerr as the best player on the team in several years' time when Sam Kerr hangs the boots up or whatever. So I think there's a good chance this could be a really big breakout tournament for Fowler, whether that's in the starting 11 or as like an impact player off the bench, but I mean, if you think about it, if you think who's the one player you think of about of you know Germany's 2018 World Cup campaign? It's Mario Goetze, who came on for barely anything in the final. Yeah. Um, I think yeah, whatever role she plays, um, I'm gonna be watching what Mary Fowler does very very closely at this World Cup. Very nice, Mary Fowler shout. Uh, She's still playing for Montpellier. Don't don't grill me on where they play their club football, Damon. <laughs> That's a step too far. I thought you were the uh, the expert here, buddy. What's going? I on? do my do my best. I know where quite a few of them do play. I'm sure she's like, still um, She's definitely going to be somewhere in Europe. That's. That's I, where I the think place after to be this tournament, she could get a if she does perform. I reckon she's definitely one of those players that your uh, your Barcelona's or your um. You're she a... not. She is at Manchester City. She's already. No, she, she's already out of club. Yeah. She's at Man City. She is at, she's too good for. She's club. too good for Montpellier. Yeah. If she was going to be anywhere in France, she'd need to be at Lyon. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um. She's. She's at that level where she's. Yeah. She's already in the. Um. Is it the WSL? The fucking. I think yeah. The WSL yeah. over in England. Yeah. You want to be at City or Arsenal? Maybe Chelsea if you're that. Well, she's obviously the the brainer of um our team and with a little bit of a. Uh, kind of seasoning on top. <laughs> a little bit of seasoning. Well, a little, a little rosemary, huh? A little, a little Nando's Perry Perry salt. A little Vegeta uh, on top. Yeah, ah, Vegeta. It's Vegeta. Thank you very much. We've talked enough about Vegeta, cremations sorry. today. Shout out to Jordan. Jordan Holmes will be eating some Vegeta very soon. I'll tell you that for free. I'll show some love to Hayley Rasso. Obviously, new signing at Real Madrid. Yes. I've already talked about that. She's an absolute gun. She's going to put in the work, but... The player I want to make a special mention of is Ellie Carpenter. Yes. Um, oh my God. 23-year-old right back. Puts in as much effort on the defensive end as the offensive end. She gets up and up and down the ground, obviously recovering from an ACL tear, but seems to be quite fit. She reckons she's fitter and stronger than she ever has been before, which is a good sign for us. Plays over there. At, uh, Damo, help me out with the pronunciation here, but Olympic Lyonnais. Yeah, Olympique de Lyonnais. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I'm sure she's going to uh, make a real impact for us down that right-hand flank. So there we go. Tilly's 
broken it down. We're very excited. Uh, I'm riled up. This is awesome. But we're going to go around the tournament here. Just do some pretty simple predictions. You know, like who's going to win, who's going to get the, the, the top goal scorer, etc., etc. So I'll start with literally the big one. Who's going to win the tournament? Andy, who is going to win the Women's World Cup 2023? Well, uh, ignoring everything I said in uh, splitting the wall. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, fuck it. Got to, got to go the Tillies, mate. You got, you got to have hope. You got to, got to believe, especially on home soil. So, that's that's my prediction. I'm sta- staying, uh, staying faithful. Staying strong, staying simple, beautiful. Hume, are you staying strong and faithful? No. Um, I think we're a red, a red hot chance. I won't be surprised if we do win, but if anything, call me superstitious. Uh, I like to be an underdog. I don't want to label us as favourites or predict us to win it. So I'm, I'm torn between picking with my head or my head, my heart, or a combination of both. Uh, I blank, I flat out blanket refuse to pick the USA. Okay. So it's between my head's pick of England. My heart's pick of the Netherlands, or combination being Germany. Yeah, Alexandra Pop. I think it's not going to be England. They got too many injuries. They've still got such. They're the second favourites. Yeah, fuck them. They've still got such. A, but I do actually want to circle back. We'll get to that. But I want to. Um, I'm going to go Germany. I think that's the right sweet spot. They're number two in the world right now, I believe. Mm. Uh, they've got a star-studded lineup. They've got a talismanic captain in Alexandra Pop. Uh, they're always there or thereabouts. They're one of the few other teams outside of the USA that's ever won one of these before. They're on the non-USA side of the draw, which is a big factor, so they only have to face them in the final, assuming that's who comes through the other side of the bracket. So, yeah, I think I think the Germans... The Germans. Why exactly will you refuse to pick the USA, who are the favourites from the uh, the uh, the bookmakers there, like heavy favourites? Um, because I despise the US women's national team. Did you team. see the <laughs> the squad announcement? No. I didn't, but I imagine it was like, it was like vomit worthy. Yeah, it was. <laughs> What was what? Um, they're they're incredibly good. I have a lot of respect for them as players, but they are a bunch of cocky bitches. And oh my god, Matthew! I... Sorry, <laughs> they are. They're incredibly up themselves. They have massive egos. Um, and yeah, I just don't like the U.S. Women's National Team. So, and I, I never want to see them win because they do it too often. Even half same way of I've never American pick... does not like the Americans. I'm not gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna pick. Same way I'd never pick Brazil in like the men's World Cup. Mm. Just don't want yeah, to see them yeah, succeed. Yeah. Fair enough. Oh, uh, yeah. Alex Morgan uh, do be somewhat good though. Uh, don't no, do not say that name around me. Oh, sorry, sorry. That is it. Sophia At least not without Smith not without a trigger good. warning. All right, sorry, bud. Well, you it? know what? Sorry? You just you just dropped <laughs> Alex Morgan, <laughs> so you can trigger my balls as far as I'm concerned. Damo, give me a prediction for the uh, champions of this tournament. Oh, I did. You did the t- oh yeah you did you did you gave us a whole minute on the Tillies. Right, I'm telling like you, that. This, this it is. is not existing game plan that we have of just putting it up the top. Bloody, it's uh, working. Foolproof. We're we're taking our our game plan from a 2004 2005 film called. Uh, something with Will Ferrell in it, which was okay. pass it to the Italians. It's literally just pass it to the front three 
and <laughs> hope that uh, some anarchy can okay. evolve and some goals appear. I really was not expecting Will Ferrell to get a shout out <laughs> during our Women's World Cup preview, but that's good. Yeah, shout out Will. Hopefully he can. Will. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say about Will Ferrell, but um, yep, good shout, good shout. Uh, I will, I will play a bit of devil's advocate here. I'm not going to pick the US because I'm not Ooh. quite, I'm not quite that much of a dick. But I also, similarly to Matthew, I want to, I want Australia to be an underdog here. I don't want to, you know, I want them to win, obviously, but I don't want to play into the, to the, to the stereotype too much. So I will pick Spain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, no joke. I was going to go with Spain favorite. too, but yeah. after their, yeah. uh, their Haka performance, I um, yeah, definitely not a fan. A hucker performance. Yeah, yeah they what they mocked this? it, didn't they? They mocked. Oh they mocked no! Wait, like in in what in what sense? Like, what was the what was oh, the specific reaction? Oh, they did? it was just uh, a video or TikTok of something. One of the players filmed. Oh, it it's fucking TikToks, man! It's, a, it's oh, the curse of life. I swear to God. Because I was like, if they stared it down or something, that gets respect. But no, if you if you're making fun of it. Yeah, they were. Uh, down with Spain. Good. The World Cup needs a villain. A secondary villain along with the USA. Perfect. Spain. Insert them there. Yeah. Oh, I feel like a bit of a dick now, but I'm going to double down. Uh, Esther Gonzalez is a gun. She'll bang in goals. And Puteas is fit and healthy. Obviously, the Ballon d'Or. Is she? She's limped off. She came off at training. She's in doubt for the first game. Ah, she'll be right. Um, this World Cup is honestly fucking cursed. <laughs> there is why, so Why are there so many injuries? Players. I don't know, but it... The pay gap. <laughs> not enough physios, bro. <laughs> I don't think that is it. That is definitely no, not. Uh, there's a, there's a lot of... There is a that, lot but... of the world's best either already missing this tournament or under an injury mm. club coming in, which is a shame. I'd argue three of the five best players in the world either aren't here or are in doubt in the case of Patelis. Pateas will miss the group stage and then she'll come in to the, uh, the finals mm-hmm. once she's healthy and completely boss the opposition because she is very, very good at football. She is very, very good too. Back-to-back back, um, player of the year. Yeah, that'll do it. Should have been Sam Kerr, but that's okay. Um, we'll move on now. Biggest disappointment. So I guess like big team who kind of just uh, chokes and fumbles. Fumbles the bag, if you will. And does not do exactly what they're supposed to be doing. Run through them nice and quick here, fellas. We're running a little bit over time as usual, mostly my fault, but that's we okay. We really haven't learned. Start us off, have we? No, we never <laughs> will, and that's that's the beauty yeah, of it. Start us off here, Matt. Uh, it's going to be England. As much as I think that they deserve the tag of second favourites, I have us playing them in the round of sixteen, and we beat them. So England, this England that's team it. getting knocked out in the round of sixteen, is a huge failure for them. But it's what's going to happen. So. Can't luck. wait to watch Ben cry live in person. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Benny Bates, friend of the show. Uh, what about yourself there, Andy? You got you got one for uh, me? Yeah, I'm going to go Sweden. Going to uh, oh, crash and burn. Hell yes. Ranked, ranked <laughs> this guy's got some hatred for Sweden. <laughs> Could you buy some Ikea furniture recently? They were just a little bit too hard. I actually to concur together. with that pick. Oh. Yeah, well, I have them getting knocked out in the round of 16 as well. Nice. Beautiful. All right. Good stuff, good stuff. Uh, Damo, uh, yourself? Spain, purely because of their uh, shit takes on TikTok. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Fair enough. It's a TikTok-based uh, economy. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Um... Oh, 
mean, I'm part of me wanted to say US just to just to put a smile on <laughs> Matt's it. face. Obviously, they got a lot of great players, but they're all pretty fucking old. Um, yeah, fuck it. Why not the US? They're gonna they're gonna struggle. I'd... Alex Morgan's gonna struggle. Rapinoe yeah. doesn't have it the way she used to. It'll be it'll be the US. Impressively. We've all picked people that the way I've mocked up and predicted this World Cup, all of their campaigns, I think, would be considered disappointments. There we go. Nice. Look at us. We're all expert. We're all experts secretly. Secret. Yeah. We will we have a lot of legends. Them. Like we're all a lot, lot of legends retiring at the end of this uh, World Cup campaign. Obviously, Marta, Brazil. Yeah. Morgan and Rapino. I'm sure there. I mean, the, the Aussie Alex guys. Morgan's retiring. Uh, this will be her last World Cup, at the very least. I don't think she's retiring just yet, but she's 34. She's not going to be running around. Oh, every, I disagree firmly. I think there's every chance she'll be around for the next one. They've had plenty of players who have been playing nah. at that age. Not with Sophia Smith next up, mate. She's going to take all her game time. Oh, she might not be starting, but she'll be there. Nah, you're having a laugh. She <laughs> is such a... She is, I, I do not like her for it. But Alex Morgan is still the biggest brand in the history of women's football. One of the biggest mm. in the history of women's sport. If she wants to be there, she'll be there. Is she in the Tiger right? Woods of football? <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing, mate. No, because she's not. A, she's not. She's never been the best player in the world like Tiger Woods was. So no, she's not. That is my beef with yeah. Alex Morgan. <laughs> man's got beef with Alex LeBron. LeBron. Yeah, she's, no, oh yeah, LeBron. She's not the Le- she's not the LeBron again. She's <laughs> never she has never been the best player in the world, the but she Curry. gets treated as <laughs> because Steph Curry You're was the best naming athlete. <laughs> Maybe she's the Kevin Durant. <laughs> nah, bro, because she's, she's a snake. <laughs> oh, Dirk Nowitzki. Yes, Damo, that's a great one. How I love dare that. You compare Alex Morgan to Dirk Nowitzki. That's a huge Dirk Nowitzki shout out. He's gone from Will Ferrell to Dirk Nowitzki you know in the space of five minutes. She's Luka Doncic. She's all hype, no substance. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah, fuck Luka Doncic. Let's move on from basketball, please. This is a football <laughs> podcast. Uh, going quick predictions for top goal scorer around the table. I will start. Um, even though I, I, I predicted Spain and Esther Gonzalez should, in theory, be, be the gal, I'm going to stick close to home. It's going to be Sam Kerr. She's going to bang in 20 goals. You heard it here first, folks. It's happening. Heard it here first. Exclusive. Uh, no one else predicted yeah, mate, that. Uh, <laughs> nah, no one's going to predict that. I, I bet you. Andy, you going to predict Sam Kerr with me? Uh, yeah, I would, but I'll, I'll just, just to be different, I'll go I'll go Mary Fowler. She's, uh, she's kind of oh, a Oh, that would be a turn-up. Absolutely. And fuck, I'd look smart. That'd be so good. Interesting. I don't mind that. What about you there, Damo? Purely for the vibes. <laughs> uh, we're going with uh, Courtney Vine. Oh, we've got uh, three different Australians. <laughs> this is amazing. Diverse, All right. Matthew, you're now contractually obliged to predict Caitlin Ford. Uh, well, <laughs> like my, my pick for the Golden Boot currently only has one ACL and is not at the tournament. Um, <laughs> okay. So never my backup pick, and I'm, I'm still in mourning about it, um, my backup pick, though... Is Alex Morgan? <laughs> He's actually oh going for Alex Morgan. Having just slammed <laughs> what about for Pop? Thirty seconds. What about Alex Pop? The USA are going to score so many goals in the group stage and the first couple of rounds of the knockouts before they get sent home. That I to think I I don't think she needs to play all the games. So 
Alex Morgan will be the one. She'll be the one there putting home all the hard work of all her much better teammates, reaping all the rewards <laughs> and making me mad in doing so. Fair enough. All right. About the, uh, is Norway at this tournament? They sure yeah. are. What about, is, is Hegerberg there? She sure is. Well, she could be, but um, can't go past Courtney Vine. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go past the Sydney FC winger Courtney Vine. Yep, Courtney Vine is a gun. No, no doubt. No, actually, like no joke. Last the last, um when we played France, she was like rapid past all the defenders. So if she gets going, there's no stopping her. All right, I don't mind that. I don't mind the Courtney Vine shout. Doing it for the A League, we've got lots of lots of A League reps. Oh. What's just happened? Hmm. Did my Discord just cut out? Uh, no. Matty Hume. Matthew's left. He's enough. He's gone. Matty Hume's just... He said stuff, these guys. He's, I'm going. Yeah, he's, he's, he just really doesn't like yeah. Courtney Vine. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. All right. Courtney no Vine worries. just sent Matt for a hot dog. Yeah, packing. he's back. He's, <laughs> Courtney Vine's so, so pacey that he broke Matt's internet <laughs> for a second there. Not bad. I also want to show some uh, appreciation to Rachel Kundanangi from Zambia. She could bang in a few goals. We'll do our predictions for best player of the tournament, and then we'll wrap it up and uh, and wish us all a good day. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah, let's do it. I'm clutching I'll start. Uh, it won't be, be Pateas because she's injured apparently, which is unfortunate. Um, oh, I'm going to do a bit, of a, a bit of a smoky. I'm going Sophia Smith, the US young lady. She's 22 years of age. She Portland is uh, allegedly the next. That's it, Portland Thorns. She's allegedly next up in, in America's kind of pipeline of extreme talent. It's going to be Smith. She's going to take care of business and put again put the world on notice. That is my prediction. Go for it, Andy. Who's going to be player of the tournament? Oh look, I would say Alex Morgan, but I don't want to trigger Matt again. <laughs> um, I'm going to go Marta. Mar- Marta. Marta. Oh. Just to... 15 years difference between... Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's going to finish off with a bang, mate. You know, one last go at it. One last dance. She's going to hit another level. I don't mind that. Shout out to The Last Dance, the ESPN documentary featuring uh, Michael Jordan's life, since this is apparently a basketball podcast. Uh, Damo, Uh, boy. Yeah, I don't know. Um, If you say a basketball player, don't want to lose my shit. Well, it's funny because I was going to go with Trinity Rodman. (laughs) Josh Kitty. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hell yes! <laughs> Trinity Rodman, she's gonna, yeah, have a really good tournament. <laughs> she's, she's a very talented. Okay, me and Dave both picked extremely young American. Oh man! Uh, <laughs> Andy's gone for extremely old Brazilian. Marta. Matthew is completely out of oh, it right it's, now. It's all on me to offer a legitimate pick yeah, now, it really isn't is. Um, which is a problem because my. My main pick isn't necessary. Well, if if my actual pre- if my official on the record prediction of Germany winning the World Cup comes through, I think it probably will be Alexandra Pop because yep. I think she will have been instrumental It'll in be that. However, in my fantasy land of what I'm hoping happens in this World Cup, we play the Dutch in the final, and um, and if we make if the Dutch make it all the way to the final, I think it's off the back of a lot of hard work by Lika Martin stepping up in Vivian Medina's absence. Uh, so I'm picking my favourite player in the world to take player of the tournament. Right. Lika Martins. 
Okay, so we've, we've gone four four predictions here. Zero Australians are getting player of the tournament. Totally fair, Probably totally reasonable. It's okay. Evening, mate. We, don't, we don't rely on individuals. That's, that's individuals. it. Oh, exactly. We've got too many, we've got too many right. stars doing too many things. That, yeah, very We're true. We're just too goddamn talented. For the majority. But of course, you know, Gustafsson is a show in for coach of the tournament with his impeccable game plan. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, just <laughs> go out there and have fun. He's getting paid $2 million a year just to say go out there and have fun, cause, cause anarchy. <laughs> also, I do just want to shout out um, Alan Stadgett, oh, who's coaching the Philippines. Absolutely. Oh, the Philippines are a shoe in to make the final alongside Panama, so... Oh, I reckon. Also, just because I've been desperate to talk about it, the whole thing, I just want to acknowledge the fact that the uh, household of sporting power couple Vivian Medema and Beth Mead currently have exactly two oh, ACLs between Jesus, them. Jesus, that's so unnecessary. Um, which is yeah. such a blow for this World Cup. Two, two of the five best players in the world, the best players on two of the best teams in the world in England and the right. Netherlands. Um, genuinely, the fact that both play for Arsenal and both went down within the space of a couple of months of each other. Um, if we'd done X-Factors beyond Australia, that was... That was actually going to be my X factor. Was the injury, was the, la- the lack of star players from those two teams? Oh no, just the the like the big holes in the England and Netherlands team. The fact both of their star players. Yes. Um, also, it's just the fact that they are they are a couple and they both did their ACL within like two months oh, of each yeah. other. What are the fucking <laughs> chances? Harry single these days. So. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. Oh, she's also just become um, the first ever. A woman and just and the third most successful Australian past six thousand um, international runs and three hundred international. Fuck yeah, wickets. and also did play football. So and she's done it at way better stats than any of the men. Yes. she has. She has played for the national team. Crazy that she played cricket over football. It is crazy. It's bloody insane. Especially, uh, it doesn't matter. You know what? It doesn't matter. Um, the World Cup's around the corner. We're all fucking juiced. Thank you all for joining me today. Can I change my pick for player of the tournament? <laughs> no. Um, you are locked and loaded, Leaker Martins. It's a solid choice. It's a bit uh, off center, but I like it. And uh, has everyone had a fun time today? Absolutely. Yeah, it's been good. It's great to be back. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. we'll uh won't be back for consecutive weeks. <laughs> we'll do some little we'll, 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 we'll do some World like, Cup uh, yeah. banter on the uh, on the off but um surely surely you and I are doing a live cross yeah. from the stadium yeah, 100% we're going to get as much content as we can over the course of this uh, tournament we've got a good uh, month to smash it out and we'll obviously all be at the World we'll Cup final together in Sydney which should be fantastic absolutely can't wait we'll for that we'll can't wait to have a we'll few drinks so I just yeah Get smashed. <laughs> Not at the price. I, was, uh, I just want to say, uh, on a on a scale of um, Vivian Medema's ACL to a Sam Kerr backflip, I've enjoyed this podcast at a solid Haley Rasso goal. Perfect. I love that. And on that note, uh, this has been the Four Man Wall. Thank you all. He asked a few good questions back in uni. The Damo can ask you questions. Yeah, Damo's like, why aren't questions. you playing Stefan Kulikovsky? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Facts. I'm um, Ruben. How are you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Bald head. <laughs> <laughs>